listening to Birthplace of Next, the podcast where city officials and partners discuss the latest news and developments in Dayton that continue to make it a livable, sustainable, and innovative community. I'm your host, Tyler Hall, with the city's Office of Communications and Public Affairs. Dayton was selected as one of five communities in 2017 to undergo a detailed technology assessment and broadband plan through Connect Ohio, a local division of Connected Nation. By surveying how Dayton residents and organizations use the internet and their devices, Connect Ohio is going to chart a course to bring affordable high-speed internet and broadband-enabled resources to the region. With us today to discuss how this will all play out is the Executive Director of Connect Ohio, Stu Johnson. Stu, welcome to the program. Thank you. Excited to be here. Uh, We're excited to have you on. And I think just to start, um, I know some folks, many folks listening might not be familiar Um, with Connected Nation or even Connect Ohio. So could you just give us a brief overview of what your organization does? Sure. Connected Nation is a nationwide 501c3 nonprofit. Our mission is to advocate for broadband, internet, access, adoption, and use. So on the access side, we do mapping for the state of Ohio and about 13 other states, indicating where broadband is, at what availability, how many providers are available, Uh, That information is used by various policymakers and agencies within the state. And we also do uh, mapping for uh, federal uh, agencies as well. Uh, As far as adoption, we've done training programs and and we look to to try to help uh, uh, non-internet users become internet users, however we can do that. And use, use, which is getting more and more uh, part of the conversation, is how are folks using the Internet? Are they taking advantages of the various applications that are out there, and how is that affecting the quality of their lives? Yeah, I'm sure that changes year to year, yeah, day to day (laughs) even. There's just so much happening in that sphere, so I'm sure it's an exciting time to to be engaged in that and and measuring some of these things, even that's specifically happening in Ohio. And um, I know part of what we're talking about today is the Connected Community Engagement Program. What's that about? Right. So uh, within Connected Nations, there's several programs. One of them is the Connected Community Engagement Program. Uh, We have a whole team dedicated to that, and we've done several hundred uh, of these uh, assessments across the nation. And um, we've had a couple in Ohio, but this year uh, through the generous uh, appropriation by the General Assembly, we were able to do five. So we put out uh, applications uh, choosing a community in Northeast, Northwest, Southeast, Southwest, and Central Ohio. And and Dayton had a wonderful application through the Economic Development Department. And we've always loved Dayton. Um, And also there's been some what I call uh, kind of flyover research done in terms of uh, broadband in Dayton, mm-hmm. uh, indicating that there might be some, some gaps, not only in access, but also in adoption. Uh, and we wanted to either validate those or disper- you know, neutralize, mm-hmm. uh, because it does come into effect when people choose to live or stay in Dayton. Uh, the broadband always becomes a, a part of that conversation. So what we do, it's a, it's a very in-depth <clears throat> self-assessment, and nobody likes self-assessment of, it, of any type. Uh, and this one's based on, on Internet. Uh, so we look at access. Um, does an individual or a business or an organization or a government agency have access to the Internet? Uh, how are they using the Internet? Is there an adoption issue? What are the barriers to adoption? Is it... I don't know how to use technology. I'm scared of technology. I can't afford a computer. Um, and uh, we'll look at, again, use. What applications are they using? Are, are they uh, contacting city government agencies for services? Uh, 
Are they uh, working at home? You know, we, we, one of these assessments, uh, uh, we, the, the city government was um, uh, amazed to find out when they did a survey on businesses, they found a lot of these businesses were outside of the business district and it's people working from home. Mm. And, and so that comes into play for, for development as you look at broadband usage. So we really get granular uh, to understand the access adoption and use that, that the community is facing. And the important part of that is uh, capturing uh, the information. Mm -hmm. uh, again, these these flyover research firms use it, it's it's good information. They use census information and provider information, which uh, is is not bad, but it doesn't get as granular as we get. So we're looking forward to to getting as many people to complete the survey as possible. Right. So the idea is you get all this information, and then uh, at the end of that surveying and and the research piece, there will come eventually a plan that you hand over to the city and some of our partners that. Um, will kind of guide us into ways of correcting those, I assume? Exactly. So I'll give you one idea. And we, we look at, uh, you know, business, residential, government, education, healthcare. We look, look at several different segments. But, for example, in economic development, <clears throat> we had one community that, uh, you know, we interviewed the, the, the businesses and did they have a website, do they have a shopping cart, uh, are they attracting uh, out-of-region uh, uh, sales and, and revenue coming into the and uh, you know we saw that they had 38 <clears throat> percent were the businesses that had a website and had shopkin cart we compared that to the other communities across the nation we found that to be a little bit low mm -hmm. so we reached out to those other communities and said hey how did you move this from 38 percent to 60 percent and what difference did that make in terms of employment and revenue and, and those types of things so that's what we'll see as we gather the information compared to other communities we'll see some gaps We'll be able to use some best practices to try to move that needle. We'll come back, present it to the to the city, and let them choose uh, the priority of those. And then we'll help them, hopefully, and really moving the needle where we find the gaps. And hopefully, we're going to find a lot of areas that things are great. Yeah. You know, maybe we come back and we say, "Hey, those other reports were wrong. We are in great shape." Yeah, and even that's valuable, even if there's not oh, immediate action. Yeah. Just to know that. It's something that we can tout and, and say, you know, Dayton is an accessible uh, place to plug in, so to speak, to the Internet and having all this access. And it's just so pervasive nowadays. You exactly. do, you know, banking to healthcare to shopping, all these different things uh, have an impact when it comes to being connected like we're talking about. Absolutely. So it's going to be valuable, I know. Um, how have some other communities that you've worked with in the past or that you've seen go through this process, how has their communities... Uh, how have those communities rather improved their quality of life and their uh, economic potential through this? Well, and it, it goes across the whole board. We've we've seen improvements uh, with with nine one one services uh, okay. from a, a government aspect. We've seen uh, increases in telehealth availability for for monitoring chronic uh, disease or infant mortality. Oh, we've wow. we've seen again uh, economic development uh, issues comes to play, and really it's. We're probably going to have a, a fairly significant economic development kind of approach because it is so important. And as the economic development director could tell you, uh, a company won't look at locating here or expanding here or staying here if not only can they not get adequate broadband and, and not only one source but multiple uh, carriers. Sure. Uh, and they're also going to look at the adoption numbers of you know, is this a community where I can hire people? that know how to use my payroll system okay, or gotcha. or so they'll look at the labor pool too so the document that we produce will be a document that the whole community can use in terms of, of, of 
saying exactly where Dayton is in terms of access, adoption, and use, and also indicating that it is important. This will, will show outsiders that we know internet is important, we're doing something about it, and here's where we stand, mm-hmm. and we're ready to play. Definitely. And I guess that kind of speaks to this next question a little bit, but why do you all work with local governing bodies in particular? Why is it so important to get the buy-in of of cities or even counties and and libraries and all these different agencies that might be involved or plugged in somehow to the broadband scene in a particular community like Dayton? good question. Well, I think it's kind of our core value. We're a nonprofit. We are funded in majority by the state government, and so we initiate our activities through the public, whether it's public citizens or or uh, uh, government jurisdictions. We aren't at the whim of, of providers or business. We're totally independent. We're totally agnostic. And so we, we choose communities uh, generally because they're on the same page as we are in terms of just gathering the data. Really, it's, it's research and data gathering. Mm-hmm. And, and we're probably arguably the largest internet research and data uh, organization in the nation. Gotcha. Well, speaking of the data, this all is uh, kind of at a false start unless we have the data. We need that information. So tell us a little bit about this survey that uh, the city and and Connected Ohio is working to collect right now and why it's so vital for residents and businesses to to participate by filling that out. Exactly. And with any type of uh, survey or data gathering, obviously you're going to have folks that are passionate about the the topic. uh, whether negative or positive, uh, exactly. and we have an online uh, survey available, so we'll, we'll get uh, uh, adequate response in that to start a foundation. But the key is to getting to as many uh, different populations as, as possible, because um, we're interested in those that, that haven't adopted the internet yet. So. Um, how do we get to the, the seniors? How do we get to the low-income, low-educated folks? English as a second language, mm-hmm. um, school kids. Uh, we, we've got to get out to those populations to understand where what their barriers are. Right, and I imagine that's why the libraries play such a crucial exactly. role in some of these things. Exactly. Yeah. They, they know those populations. They're with those populations. Because part of the challenge is to get to them, mm-hmm. but then also deliver the questions in a platform that they understand. Right. Sometimes they may not be able to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you may have to personally interview them and also give them a level of comfort to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. It's you know, general if you either pick up the phone and call, say, "Hey Tyler, do you have broadband at home?" and you say no, and and I say, "Why not?" Well, it's easier to say that, "Well, I just don't need it." Mm-hmm. than to say, "I don't know how to read." Right or I don't know how to spell, or I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And those are the things we've got to get to. Those are the things those flyover researches don't don't really get into what those barriers are. Gotcha. So even if somebody is not connected to broadband right now in any sort of way, you still want those folks to fill out oh just gosh. to get an understanding of their behaviors and why they've made the decisions they have regarding Probably that. more important than the others. Sure, the uh, folks who are to, really plugged in. Yeah, to understand it. So for the first question is, is that access available to that non-adopter? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, so is the access available and then uh, what prevents them for, from signing up? Is it the monthly cost? Is it the digital skills? It's I don't have a computer or it could be, you know what, I've got a library across the street mm-hmm. and and they have a better connection than I can afford and I'm just going to go there. Sure. So understanding all those things become important in understanding 
how we can get more people connected. See, the, the whole digital divide question has, has changed. Uh, you know, eight years ago when, when we started in Ohio, uh, digital divide was defined by those people that had internet and those that didn't. Mm-hmm. And, and broadband was considered anything over 56K modem, if you remember the modems. <laughs> um, well, that's changed now. We're, we have fewer and fewer areas where access is not available. Mm-hmm. We have fewer and fewer people uh, arguing that internet is a fad and, and that it's not important in my life. Mm-hmm. So, but that raises the, the next question of is, do I have adequate service? Is it fast enough? What's the advertised speed as opposed to the speed that I'm actually getting? And, and whether it's adequate or not depends on the household. I mean, again, I have three teenage daughters. I have extreme demand on the internet. Right. That, <laughs> So what's adequate for me and adequate for you are two completely different things. Sure. Then is it reliable? Mm-hmm. Is it affordable? Do I have choices? So you can still have access and know how to use a computer and still be on the wrong side of the digital divide because of other issues that aren't necessarily provider related. Gotcha. And that's the whole point of the survey is to identify those things and help us address them. In exactly. Exactly. A good, a good uh, population is uh, seniors. I'll give you an example. That, mm-hmm. uh, when we did our training program, we had about a third of the, the participants that came to our Every Citizen Online training were seniors. Of that, only 10% were there for what you would call entertainment. Uh-huh. I want to Skype with little Johnny. Uh-huh. 90% were there because of an event. My doctor has asked me to uh, schedule my appointments online or get my lab results are online or my social security check is automatic deposit now. How do I check the balance? All those, or my husband did the banking and he passed or he, he's unable to do it any longer. So all those kind of issues <clears throat> that before people could say, oh, I don't need the internet anymore, mm-hmm. all of a sudden are realizing not only for basic benefits, but also for overall quality of life. And you look at all the applications now. Mm-hmm. I, I saw research out there that indicated that the average household has 20 connected devices now. The phones, the iPhones, maybe voice over IP phones, smart TVs, doorbells with cameras, Hmm. all of those things require internet and all those things require capacity. It's not magic. (laughs) There's electronics involved in in all those texts and washing machines and everything else that are connected now. Yeah, and that's just, it it seems like it just keeps going in that trend that it's going to be more and more. So obviously we want to have a community that's inviting and that is uh, in step with those changes as that becomes the norm more and more. So I think this is such an incredible opportunity that we have, and we're so excited to be partnered with Connect Ohio in this. And and hopefully we'll be able to get uh, the survey. And, and how long is the survey running to? How long do folks have to take that? We would like to close it off by the end of March. End of March, okay. Uh, but we have to get a significant you know, scientific response, so we've sure. got to keep the door open until we can reach that, that threshold. But this is normally a nine-month project. Mm-hmm. Project we're trying to do it in five, so gotcha. uh, <laughs> we'll be turnaround. counting on everybody to get to that website and, and get to their library and, and keep an eye out for the surveys and and please complete them. Yeah, so you heard it, folks. If uh, if you got a nearby library that you want to go to, there will be hard copies of the survey. The city of Dayton also has some hard copies. Uh, at our recreation centers, our three rec centers that you can learn about more online. Uh, and of course, there's going to be uh, the online uh, version. If you are connected and you want to take a survey, we'll give that URL just a minute. But first, I want to thank you, Stu, so much for being on the program today. We really appreciate you being thank here. Thank you. I really look forward to it. Yes, definitely. And for those of you who are out there to take the survey, visit 
connectmycommunity.org slash Dayton dash OH. I'll say it one more time. Connectmycommunity.org slash Dayton dash OH. And be sure to leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening to us right now. Thanks so much, and we'll be back next time. Thanks for listening to Birthplace of Next, a publication of the City of Dayton's Office of Communication and Public Affairs. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss the latest news about business, technology, and development in Dayton. If you have questions or feedback for us, email cityhall at daytonohio.gov. Thank you.